Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here, you found us, you love romantic comedies, we do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This is your Rom-Com Rewind Pop Culture Roundup for the 2023 Academy Awards. Oscar edition. Sure. In our listener survey, <laughs> we talked to you about different like episode ideas, what you would be down to hear more of. We kind of want to let you steer the ship for this podcast. Tell us what you want to hear. And one thing that you resoundingly told us that you want to hear is more kind of like pop culture, timely moments that happen in the world that are just, you know, like, I think we did our listener survey around this time last year. and The did. slap had just occurred. Mm-hmm. The slap. The slap. And you said we would have loved an episode on like Mm -hmm. on kind of those things, those moments when they happen. So we're trying to bring you a little bit more of that pop culture roundup. Sprinkle them in, you know. Exactly. So here is our 2023 Oscars edition on that because a lot of iconic moments happened. Some very memeable moments. There's so much to talk about. And especially I want to present this from a standpoint of maybe you didn't watch the Oscars. Totally cool. Your best friends, Sarah, Devin. (laughs) Your RCR fam, we're going to bring you through all the important stuff, funny stuff, water cooler conversation stuff that you should know about, about this year's Oscars. Starting with, I kind of have this written down in terms of categories similar to the Oscars. Mm -hmm. The kickoff, Jimmy Kimmel is back as host. Right. He's hosted, I think, twice Uh, now, maybe more. Two or three times, yep. Hosted so many times, they didn't have him last year. Of course, the slap happened. We know they didn't have him last year. (laughs) I think everybody knows they didn't have him last year. And actually, Chris Rock was asked if he wants to come back, and he said no. Yeah. Fair enough. And I think, you know, other than that whole debacle of the slap, I think, like, he did a good job. I I mean, I really like Chris Rock, so I think he did... I think it was um, an eventful Oscars. And Chris Rock's uh, Netflix special... Just yes. came out like a week ago. Mm. I'm sure he timed that perfectly I because he's like, definitely think so. The slap is going to be a conversation again now that the Oscars are happening. So we had Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. I always find it fascinating when a host needs to address something. There's yeah. no way he can't talk about it. It's the elephant in the room. So how did Jimmy Kimmel go about talking about it? We uh, want you to have fun. We want you to feel safe. And most importantly, we want me to feel safe. So we have strict policies in place. If anyone in this theater commits an act of violence at any point during the show, you will be awarded the Oscar for Best Actor. Because Will Smith did still Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) And permitted to give a 19-minute long speech. And it was a long-ass speech. No, but seriously, the Academy has a crisis team in place. If anything unpredictable or violent happens during the ceremony, just do what you did last year. Nothing. Sit there and do absolutely nothing. Maybe even give the assailant a hug. <laughs> and if any of you get mad at a joke and decide you want to come up here and get jiggy with well, it. I'll, I'll pause it there because yeah. like, I feel like he's also making fun of the Oscars themselves because yeah, it was freaking awkward. The slap Super happened. Super awkward. Everyone was kind of just standing around looking at each other like, yeah. this is weird. Right. And like, and it took days afterwards to figure out exactly what to do with the whole situation. Like, do we kick him out? Do we not allow him? Do we take the award away? Like what happens? But I have two things to say. Okay. Um, the fact that they had to put a crisis team in place for this year's Oscars 
I think that's hilarious. Well, I think that was a joke, right? I definitely, (laughs) I know, I know, (laughs) I know. Just making sure. I know, but part of me is like, I feel like the Academy might be, be, like there might have actually been, I don't know. And then the second thing is, is I wonder how Will Smith, like his reactions and how he feels that he is the butt of every single joke at this year's Oscars. Well, and you know what I find interesting about Jimmy Kimmel's spiel here? He doesn't outrightly. Correct. Like. (laughs) <laughs> For lack of a better term, he doesn't slap Will Smith with jokes. Yeah. He he makes fun of the Oscars themselves a little bit more than Will, but everybody knows like Will is still the butt of some of these jokes. <laughs> Definitely. And actually, he goes up back to your like crisis. Uh, yeah, the crisis team. team. He talks about all like the the like heavyweights in the audience because there's Michael B. Jordan who plays like Creed in the most recent movie. There's Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian. He's like, you got to get through all these people to get to me now. (laughs) Yeah. But okay. So I did read an article. So I've read a few articles um, about Jimmy Kimmel hosting and some thought his jokes and and him hosting was, you know, well done. They they thought he did a good job. He's done it before. You know, it's just kind of a reiteration, like, you know, just kind of smooth for the most part, sailing through, you know, some jokes, huh? Uh-huh, blah 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 on on its way but then i read a globe and mail article and it was just saying how like it was boring he shouldn't have done it he did a bad job and i was like wow the contrasts of like people writing these articles after the day at, or like the few days after the oscars it always kills me because they're written from a perspective of a biased perspective like it's your own personal opinion writing these as to whether or not you liked that person doing that or whatever i just it's oh it always makes me chuckle <laughs> it like he, he could never win i think he's the perfect choice because like like really any late night show guy would have been the perfect choice because getting a comedian up there mm-hmm. you know the jokes might be a little bit more risque these dudes do a tv show every single night yeah now he's just doing the Oscars. He's done it before. It's like, what is the safest bet? If right. they got like Amy Poehler and Tina Fey out there, I'd be like, yeah, sure. That's mm-hmm. that's a safe bet. They've done it before. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. They went back to, to being to being safe <laughs> with their crisis team and Jimmy Kimmel. We brought a comedian on here. Got the shit slapped out of him. Yeah. Like, let's just go back to Jimmy Kimmel, please. Yeah. Let's go back to like accidentally saying Moonlight was the best pitch or La La Land, oh whatever that God, fiasco yes, was. Yes, La La Land when Those Moonlight were the won. days. Mm-hmm. Now, the next category I have here are satisfying Oscars moments. I feel like we had multiple moments this year, more than any other year, that just, oh man, they just feel so good. In your heart of hearts, <laughs> did we ever think that uh, Ki Hoi Kwan would ever win an Oscar? He didn't even believe it. I know. Best Supporting Actor. I love that when he wins, the very first person he mentions is his mom. Oh, mom! <laughs> I just won an Oscar. Oh, I could almost tear up. This I spent a year word. in a refugee camp, and somehow I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. Dreams are something you have to believe in. I almost gave up on mine. To all of you out there, please keep your dreams alive. 
Wow. Devin's tearing up right I, now. You know what? I'm That <laughs> tears me up. Yeah. And then they also had uh, Harrison Ford present oh, the uh, award for best picture, mm-hmm. which went to everything, everywhere, all at once. So, of course, he comes on stage. I know. It was him and Harrison Ford moment. embrace. Ooh. It was. You know what? He it, was the kid from Indiana Jones, yes, right? So, like, oh. Yeah. And the Goonies. And the Goonies. the Goonies, yeah, yeah, it is a weep. I am getting a little bit weepy here. It's just like, like it's you a very said, special moment. It is such a special and, moment, and it's it's amazing. Like he said, you know, follow your dreams, keep your dreams alive, and like go for it. And he almost yeah. gave up on his, which yeah. is like it's such a like it's such a real world winner. You know, he was so close to giving up on, and and so many people go through these hardships that, um, yeah, he had a hard time he, getting work, and yeah. Do you think? And I hate doing this, but I have to ask the question. Did they know it was going to win when they decided on Harrison Ford oh, presenting I that award? you ask me this. That's such a good question. Because that makes for great friggin' television, guys. Oh, I'm sure the producers of the show were like, yeah, let's have Harrison Ford do this one. Because yes. like, what I would love to know is how far in advance do they know what... Um, like the presenters, do they know what um, award they're presenting? Like how far in advance? So great question. If everything had been lined up, ready to go, and they knew that everything everywhere all at once was going to win, you know, oh, Harrison Ford doesn't know what he's doing yet. Let's get him to do p- best picture. Like, like you said, producers best, like that's great TV. You, you get the, the special moment. It's been, I've seen that clip of them hugging I so know, many times all over TikTok. I think as soon as they, because the announcers are, um, the presenters are announced like quite a ways out. Yes. I'm sure as soon as they realized this was going to win, I mean, conspiracy theory. I, know, right? here, I don't but know. Like, come on. It's too it's, friggin' perfect. It's I think immediately they're like, Harrison's doing it. I mean, okay, so on the flip side, though, could Harrison Ford have done the best supporting actor? Because, it, ah, right? shit. I think then it's a little bit too obvious. You get him to do best picture, Maybe. they're still on stage together, but it's not as clear as... <laughs> as best supporting act. That would have been wild. As evident as like, oh, we chose him specifically because we knew he was going to win. And then we have Michelle Yeoh, who actually is the first ever Asian identifying star to win Best Actress. I love her. Oh. She was so good in Crazy Rich Asians. And I just, I really, really want to see everything everywhere all at once. Like, I really want to see the movie. And before it, you know, it won Best Picture and everything like that. But I I do really want to see it. There's so many satisfying wins here this year. And like, you know, Ki Hua Kwan, obviously, Michelle Yeoh. They've been around for so long, kind of struggling to find work at different times. Um, very satisfying wins on both those. Everything, everywhere, all at once. If you like, just Google the amount of records that it's broken, I think it's now officially the most awarded uh, film since like The Lord of the Rings or something like that. Actually, even yes. more than Lord of the Rings, I'm pretty sure. It did. It, it, it is more than Lord of the Rings. Surpassed now. it. Yes, it did. Well, I mean, it p- picked up Best Picture. It picked up at least three here. If I like, I'm sure it picked up a few other things that I haven't really stumbled upon as we kind of go through everything. But I don't know if this one's satisfying or not. Some people actually complained about it. But we got our first full trailer for The Little Mermaid. It happened during the Oscars. So good. It looks incredible. I am so excited. So some people did complain Why? that it's like, well, there's like this Oscars moment and then 
multi-billion dollar company Disney is just like, we're going to wait in here and <laughs> we're going to play you a trailer for our new movie. You know, it's very like, well, okay, let's, let's continue to talk about and complain about the Academy, about all the issues that there's that like, really, that's what you're going to complain about. True. There's Somebody's so always going to complain about something. Yeah. There's yeah, so you're many right. other things you can complain about instead of having Dis. I mean, Disney, it's the hundredth year, I believe. And so this movie coming out, I mean, it's very highly anticipated, and I think it has a really great cast. I had no idea that Melissa McCarthy was Ursula. Oh, can we can <laughs> so we play good. this clip? Because yes. it looks so good. Poor child. I can help you. You can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself. Is that even possible? That's <laughs> what I live for. <laughs> oh. Because we know that that Halle Bailey is going to be an amazing Ariel, but seeing Melissa McCarthy as Ursula, oh man, it's good. She I'm looks great. For it. That's going to be so good. That's coming out May twenty sixth. So it was about time they dropped a full trailer. But yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's been in the works for so long. I think there's people who want to see it, what it looks like, what it's going to come to together as. Another. I don't know if this is a satisfying moment or not. We had Elizabeth Banks presenting like a, a visual effects award. Did you know she directed yes, Cocaine I Bear? Did. I did. Cause I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> like she's directed a bunch of stuff lately, like in the, in the last few years. I mean, Charlie's angels and, and like along those lines. Um, I only knew she directed Cocaine Bear because um, it was all over her Instagram for a little bit. We, I don't know what is happening with like supernatural drug induced animals because it's the same know. studio that brings us like f six Sharknado, Sharknado movies. Yeah. There's so many Sharknado movies. <laughs> They're also coming out with like meth gator. There's an alligator that like consumed meth. What I don't understand <laughs> is that there's like an actual audience to watch these movies. <laughs> I think, I think it's the same audience that watches all the Fast and the Furious movies. There's oh a crossover. If you look at a Venn diagram, it's like cocaine bear, <laughs> Fast and the Furious. In the middle, it's Sharknado? a lot of the same people. Yeah, Sharknado's <laughs> in the middle there somewhere, you know? Um, but she brought a cocaine bear, not a real bear, it was a guy in a bear suit, uh, out for when she was um, <laughs> presenting that award. <clears throat> Without visual effects, this is what the bear would look like. It's just a bear suit. It's terrifying. Stop it. No director wants to deal with this. Okay, what are you doing? <laughs> I just love the fact that Elizabeth Banks was our was our cocaine bear director. Yeah, I had no was. idea. Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, I actually was so surprised. I was like, I had lots of questions. Um, my biggest one was why. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is she directing it just, or why did they bring the bear? All of it. No, I mean, like, why was she directing it? Like, when it came out, she's like, oh, I'm directing cocaine bear. I was like, why? Like, why? I think, so many questions. You know what? Some actors and actresses, they get to a certain point in their career and you you can tell that they're just like, Screw it. Let's I'm have just fun. Doing the, this is what all those Adam Sandler movies oh with like God. the same five dudes are all about. They're like, do you want you guys want to go to Hawaii and shoot like a stupid yeah. movie? And three of them are like, yeah, sure. And, the, and then we have friggin' 50 first dates. Yeah, that's, that's, just... that's Adam Sandler since birth. <laughs> yeah. He made enough money that he's like, I can just choose where to do oh all these God. ridiculous movies. I feel like he does that like at the very beginning, though. That's what I mean. Like since birth, Happy Gilmore, like all of those movies. All the Happy Madison movies. God. Yeah, I'm going to put Bob Barker in my movie just because yeah. why not? You know, <laughs> um, so that those are our satisfying moments. Do you have any other satisfying moments that I've missed? No, I think we're good. Let's move on. The antithesis 
I'm not using that <laughs> word right. The opposite of satisfying moments, though, probably awkward moments. Mm. We did have some. They are very memeable. Yeah, there are some. Really uh, I'm going to start with, and this has happened to her before, Ashley Graham on a red carpet. Oh, yeah. Sometimes has weird moments. Yeah. You know what? I think it's just, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm hoping you're going to play a clip. Oh, for sure. But I just think, I'm going to say this up front, that I think she doesn't ask the right questions. No kidding. Um, <laughs> to prompt the actors um, to provide in-depth, like, um, fulsome uh responses and that's I, what i'm gonna say i will it is weird when you're like things are happening there's somebody in your ear being like okay yeah like you need mm -hmm. to talk to this person for 75 seconds yeah yeah go and this person shows up you hand them a mic and it's like and you're on now mm -hmm. and you just need to talk to this person yeah. for and, 75 seconds and good for her because you know what she continued the awkward conversation through and <laughs> it doesn't even like she did a good job, but it's just the questions she asked could have been a little bit more tailored. Well, like, like you're going to play clear the clip. She had to stretch for time. Totally. She asked two questions. Yes. Both were duds. And yeah. then she's like, oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what are you most excited to see tonight? To see? Yeah. Well, I know that you probably watched a few of the movies. Are you excited <laughs> to see anybody win? Do you have your hopes up for anyone? Um, not, not, no, no one in particular. Okay, well, okay. what are you wearing tonight, then? Uh, just my suit. Your suit? Who yeah. made your suit? You didn't make it. Uh, I can't remember. My tailor. That's okay. Yeah. Ta shout out to the tailor. What is happening? Um, yeah. So tell me, what does it feel like to be in Glass Onion? It was such an amazing film. I really loved it. I love a thriller. So I didn't even know he was in Glass so, Onion. Did you? We watched it. We did watch it. And I actually don't remember him in Glass Onion. And even just like, what are you wearing? Well, he's clearly wearing a suit. Like, isn't the question more, who are you wearing? Isn't that how you ask that question? Like, who are you wearing? Oh, I'm wearing Versace. Like, that's like, I, or, uh, or oh, you know what? My, my tailor hand, like, you know, made this specifically for me. Like, it was the way she asked those questions and and I mean, dude, oh, we're, you've, we're, hold up. We're talking a 62 year old yes, Hugh Grant. Yes. Don't even ask the question because it's ridiculous. Like he's well, not. But but even like even the question about like, you know, oh, you've been here. You've been to the Oscars a few times. Yeah, man. He's been there like <laughs> a bunch. More than a couple. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> it's just the questions she asked. And, and I mean, I feel bad because like he didn't give her much. He did. He gave her nothing to work with, which sucks. So I think it was both like awkward on both ends. Well, but That's what like, I'll say. Dude, even if I was going to the Oscars, God forbid, if Devin <laughs> went to the Oscars and somebody's like, who are you wearing right now? I'd be like. I'd probably have an extremely similar no. response to him. You know like, what? Oh, I'm wearing a suit, guys. All, like, the all the boys know who they're wearing. They do. Maybe I would. I don't know. Oh, you know. Uh, the answer to the glass onion question yes. is so awkward, though. How yeah. fun is it to shoot something like that? Well, I'm barely in it. I'm in it for about <laughs> three seconds. Yeah, but yeah. still, you showed up and you had fun, right? Uh, almost. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to talk to you. Yeah. All right. Back so to you guys. He rolls his eyes at the say, end of this. He it's... didn't need to do that. Uh, I think the it was just so watching. awkward. But it's like... He has a new movie coming out, Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, and, he, and instead you're like, how about that movie you're in for like one scene? Uh, yeah, no, I, that I agree with. I she could have she could have said, hey, are you excited for your new movie coming out? Like there were um, there were a hundred questions she could have asked. 
Instead, she asked those. I mean, yeah. Not the most awkward. There's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, she had, ironically, a more awkward mm. moment on a red carpet. Uh, I can't remember. It might have been a couple of years ago. There was a Jason Momoa moment. Oh, see, I haven't seen that one. It was um, Polynesian hakas, which have been happening forever. They're a really important cultural mm-hmm. uh, component to a lot of countries. Um, the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks, though, I think it kind of became a big thing in pop culture where everybody kind of noticed Wow, like this is such a this is such an amazing piece of culture. So she was on the red carpet with Jason Momoa and they talked about it and she's kind of like, give me a haka. He's like, well, I, I wouldn't want to do one right now. And she's like, come on. And it was just very, very awkward. Well, yeah, because if you're the person being told to do something and you don't want to do it, like let's say your suits, you know, a little like you don't want to ruin your suit. You don't want to, you know, crease, whatever. And like somebody's making you do that. It's awkward to just stand there and be like, oh, no, no, thank you. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. And you're like, no, like, it's awkward. It is awkward. Like, imagine just for any other culture or religion mm. being like, hey, do, do the thing. Do the thing that's really popular right now to talk about. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, this is my culture. I'm not like, yeah, you can't just make me. But anything. It doesn't even have to be a cultural aspect. Sure. Like, it's yeah. just anything that you don't want to do. Like, hey, <laughs> you were in that gymnastics movie. Uh, do a cartwheel <laughs> on the red carpet. Like, I'm wearing a dress. Yeah, do it right now. And it's like, no, thank you. Also, and then it's just like awkward dead silence. Yeah, everybody's been having some drinks, baby. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, another thing about the red carpet, it wasn't a red carpet at all. Did you notice this? This year it was a champagne colored carpet. Champagne colored carpet to which, go. Yeah. Hmm. Which like there was kind of a vibe this year that a lot of people wore white. There were a lot Tons. of white grounds. Yep. Yep. Grounds, gowns. Gowns, yes. A lot of people wore white uh, or or like within those shades of, of white, yeah. So it sucks. Like a lot of people were like, there would be such an amazing contrast between a red carpet and a white gown and you guys landed on champagne. Just feels kind of weird. Of all the things that, again, the Academy could change, <laughs> they changed the carpet color. I mean, guys, think there's about, other things to focus on think here. Think about how many meetings they probably had and how much pushback they right. had. Yes. One guy in a meeting yeah. was like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm firm on this. We should really change the color of the carpet yeah, this year. This year, change the color of the carpet. We're not going to focus on the diversity or inclusivity portion that we should be focusing <laughs> right. on. But yeah. yeah, let's focus on the color of the carpet. Let's mm-hmm. do that instead. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so I, I think we kind of... And I don't really have an opinion either way on this, but it's something that's being talked about a lot in the days prior to the Oscars. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. She won Best Actress. Best Supporting Actress. Best Supporting Actress, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Angela Bassett was up for it. Yes, she was. And uh, yeah, she was kind of the front runner. Jamie Lee Curtis does win. Um, There's a lot of discussion around like who should have won, should it have been Angela, that kind of stuff. Even when... um, uh, Michael B. Jordan and his co-star went on stage to present another award. They kind of like referenced Angela being like, hey, auntie, like we love you very quickly. And they, then they moved on. So, um, yeah, I think there are some people kind of questioning that win. I haven't seen either of the films in question, so I can't really make yeah. a judgment call on whether it's deserved or not deserved. I think I think what's being called. So leading into the Oscars, um, Angela, I think was the kind of front runner for that award. Um, and then Jamie Lee Curtis ended up winning, but I think what's being talked about right now is that how she, how Angela reacted when Jamie Lee Curtis's name was called. Now, Jamie Lee Curtis has never won an Oscar either. Um, so, you know, instead of standing up and clapping and smiling and, you know, 
taking it in stride. I think people are talking about how she just sat there looking kind of pissed and, and whatnot. And that's not to say she shouldn't have won or it was not well deserved to win. Um, and you know what? I think anyone feeling in that position, you just want, you just lost a, a, a massive award that you yourself think that you should have won. Like, yeah, you're probably disappointed, but you know, we talk time and time again about how, you know, us as women should be bringing each other up and not, you know, bringing each other down. So it's like mixed reactions, right? Like I'm, I'm on the fence of, of, of it as well. Like, you know, I understand how she could be, um, frustrated with not winning, but you know, let's lift each other up. It's, it was also Jamie Lee Curtis's first time winning, um, an Academy Award. Let's dive back into people and things we can make fun of. Perfect. Austin Butler. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some people applaud him for this, for being so into the character. It drives me crazy. I can never not hear it. He played... You mean of Elvis. He, he played Elvis. Right. Um, in that most recent movie. And um, I guess he got so into character that he adopted the Elvis voice. Right, and, yeah. And now he can't turn it off well. to the point where they did like red carpet interviews with him. Listen to him. He's still... That little fella. By the way, that picture looks like it's from 1952. <laughs> how old are you, Austin? <laughs> Look at how long my tie is. Yeah, that's a long... That's 95, so I'm four years old there. 95? It looks like what my sister What did you just do, you little rascal? It looked like I just did something naughty, doesn't it? Just the way... It looks like I did something just naughty there, dude. God. Why is he naughty. still doing it, guys? And I'm, yeah. I'm not an actor. I'm never going to understand. But, like, what is happening? I mean, there's method acting to a point. You, the movie's done. The movie's done. It's wrapped. <laughs> up it's it's come out in theaters everybody has seen it you know oh like God. there's but i also read an article recently well i you know what i didn't read it in full but it had kind of said that he was going to um stop using the elvis voice that would imply that it is something that he can flick on or off yes, and he's yes. choosing not to well so uh, that's weird then. yes i know there was a lot he got a lot of flack a few months ago because people are like is he putting on the Elvis voice? Is he not? Like, can he turn it off? Like, what's happening? And, like, all these people came to his defense saying, oh, you know, like, he kind of talked like that before, but he's definitely put the Elvis voice on now. And then he kind of went through, like, I'm gonna, I'm not going to use it anymore. And then I guess he still is at the Oscars. Like, I was really Clearly. surprised to see that as a headline. Like, oh, he's still using his voice. I'm like, oh, still. Okay. We haven't moved on from that. The method acting really sunk in. Like, for me... <laughs> I would be worried about hiring him. Like if I'm a director, I'm like, oh, wow. Austin Butler is such a hot actor right now. Too bad he's still talking like Elvis. How can I hire him in my movie it's if true. he doesn't stop talking like Elvis? Well, what other things could he be in I was he could adopt say, the accent? Like for? who else sounds like that? That's the only people he can get cast as or now. I was going to say maybe he'll, he'll give him a different role, give him a new role with like a new kind of persona, and then he'll become that. He, he can only play like 1950s gangster movies is all he can do right now. Well, with because that that's, accent. All, that's all he's yeah, doing. That's exactly. Yeah. But maybe he'll adopt another one if he does another method acting type oh, situation. God. Then then we should pick the most ridiculous. That he should. That's what I'm thinking. He should play <laughs> like, yeah, something oh, like South God. African. Let's get him into Let's get him doing that accent and then he'll adopt it for three years and it'll be wild. <laughs> What a what a change that'll be from Elvis. Imagine. You know what he reminds me of? What? Tropic Thunder, Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Ooh. I was just about to say that was in the news lately. Was it? Oh, big time. Big like, time. And Ben Stiller came to the defense of Robert Downey Jr. for that for that whole situation. Yes, it was quite the controversy. 
Because he, but I mean, the concept of Robert Downey Jr.'s character is that he's making fun of this, of the Austin Butlers who get so into character yeah, that method, he- method actors. He thinks he's right. an entirely different human being yeah. for the duration of the movie and it's ridiculous. It is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, that's all I have for awkward moments. Yeah, okay, so can we jump back to Hugh Grant for a moment? Yeah, and sure. Andy McDowell. So they went to present um, an award, and um, essentially Hugh Grant makes fun of himself, calling himself a scrotum um, on national television. <laughs> yeah. And then he says to Andy McDowell that... Um, this is what happens when you use moisturizer for for your entire life. And he gestures to her. He gestures to her. She's got great skin. She looks great. You know, she looks fantastic. She's wonderful. And then we say, and then we move over to him and he says, and this is what happens when you don't. You look like a scrotum. <laughs> I did think that was funny. I, I, I couldn't really read her whether or not she thought it was super uncomfortable and weird, um, which it kind of was. Um, but... Yeah. I don't think it was that weird. I think anytime a guy is up there with a girl, as long as you self-deprecate yourself yeah. and lift the other up, <laughs> Which you did. can make whatever jokes you want. I, I mean, think. there's is there really any lower you can go other than calling yourself a scrotum? <laughs> I don't I mean, know. <laughs> just like there's something about British humor that he can exactly. say scrotum on live TV mm. and we're like, ah, but he said it with a British accent. Yeah. yeah. So it, it feels a little <laughs> bit more refined. For sure. <laughs> Now we have musical moments. Oh, yeah. I can cruise through these really quick because it's kind of two. There's Rihanna, who did a rendition of uh, Lift Me Up, which was on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. She had like a full orchestra in the back, a full choir. It's amazing. You can check it out. The meme that I saw this morning or that you showed me this morning is that like, um, (laughs) it's like Rihanna's obviously pregnant. And they're like, that baby has already been to a Super Bowl and the Oscars. And I'm over here. I can barely get Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. And it's true. Like that kid, imagine looking back and being like, I was <laughs> in my mom's belly for like all this amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is unbelievable. I performed at the Oscars <laughs> and I performed at the Super Bowl. Yo, if I was a kid, I would take credit for that. I put that on my resume. <laughs> IMDb. Yeah, exactly. I, I performed at the, at the Super Bowl. It wasn't like my voice, but I was there. I was, I was they, a performer. Yeah, it was happening. Lady Gaga also did a, uh, a great performance as well. And now we have a game. We couldn't get through a pod without a game of some kind, right? Sarah has her six. Yes. Male female correct actress actors best dressed yeah here's the thing especially for the actresses mm-hmm. you know your boy Devin has no especially female fashion sense no idea <laughs> terms terminology in fact I think everybody uh, maybe like 80% of people I think look ridiculous so Sarah's gonna give her best dressed yes. um, specifically for the actresses I will try to describe to you Right. what their dress is, and we'll see how close I can get, I think. Okay, so you don't want to do the guys? I feel like they're all mostly just tuxes of varying okay. trims and... For the most part, yes. Models and, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll go through the guys fast then. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, um, Austin Butler, oh. who's in St. Laurent. Oh. He's in a black tux uh, with Cartier jewelry. Um, his tux oh, was very... Mama. Very nice. Yes, mama. good old Elvis. Whoa. He may have an Elvis accent, but or a um, wow. way of talking, I guess. But I did like his tux. Oh, baby. <laughs> then we have. Um, <laughs> How was my uh, Elvis yeah, impression? I, I think as it was bad. Going on the whole time. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that annoying? It might have been. 
Then we have um, Ki Hui Kwan, who um, looked impeccable in a classic Giorgio Armani tux, a Fred Leighton brooch, and an Omega watch uh, with David Yerman cufflinks. Wow, you're going all the way down to the watch. Well, for some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, okay, Samuel Jackson had a gold silk Armani suit on. He looked very nice. I really quite liked that. Some gold silk. Jay Ellis, um, he was in Fendi. He was in a um, a really nice black suit, but it kind of had some texture to the to the top, uh, to the suit jacket. I really liked it. He was in uh, Top Gun Maverick, if, if you're wondering. Um, Harry Shum Jr., he gives a classic stylist twist to a classic white uh, dinner jacket with um, kind of an asymmetrical overlapping collar and a sash-like belt. It, lo- it was really nice. I really liked it. It was kind of like an East meets West um, vibe. I liked it. Seth Rogen and Brioni, he had a white tux uh, jacket with gray pants and a gray bow tie to match. And his wife, Lauren Miller, um, I couldn't find it for the life of me. So if somebody, if somebody finds it, she had a gorgeous seafoam green gown on and I was like obsessed with it. I loved it. Uh, okay. For the women, I have to just say, I will put ahead of it, uh, big statement jewelry to go with their gowns this year. Oh, that's what I'll watch out yes, for. Yes. Big time. You were extremely concise and yes. descriptive yes. with the, uh, actors. Mm-hmm. So, so for the actresses, mm-hmm. we start with Michelle Yeoh. Yes. This is kind of like a frilly lampshade. Oh my God. It, white dress. Yes. White. Beautiful. There is a big watch. I feel, is that a watch or is that just a random bracelet? It's a bracelet. Okay. Random bracelet. White. It, it, she looks beautiful. She does. I like the earrings too. Okay. Okay. So Devin's looking at photos of these and he has asked that I don't actually confirm what, um, confirm or deny, um, what type types of gowns these are, um, as well as, um, the, the designers. I'm having a hard time. I gotta say, you know what? You do have notes. So I did peek at the notes. It's a Dior dress. <laughs> okay, thank you. Next we have Angela Bassett. Yeah, is it Bassett or Bassett? That's a good question. I don't know. Purple. Oh, Bassett would have an e at the end. So oh, Bassett down on Oh my god. She's holding a purse. It kind of looks like some kind of Clutch. Harry Potter trinket. Sure. It's like a globe. Okay. Uh, purple dress, though. Ultraviolet, yep. Ultraviolet, my yep. bad. It's got like a like a shoulder guard up here uh, on her uh, left shoulder. Mm-hmm. It also has a wrap around her knees that looks shoulder. like somebody's slowly trying to bring her down. You know, it's like somebody's oh trying god. to trip her by the knees. Oh my god. <laughs> Looks gorgeous, though. Oh, I'm dying. Also, what's happening with the jewelry? So that's actually um, a statement necklace. Uh, it's a snake necklace. I can't remember. Yeah, I was who it's actually going right to say now. that it's, it looked it like is, a snake. It is in my notes, but Yo, um, so, yes. It so is we're a snake manifesting necklace. Slytherin vibes sure, here. We have yeah. the the clutch that's like a Harry Potter trinket. Oh We've got a snake jewelry yeah, she's thing. Manifesting a new a new house with the color purple. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Anna Darmus. I yeah. love her so much. I love her dress so much. Too. Her dress. Okay. So it's like we started making a dress 70% down. <laughs> we're like, let's do fish scales oh for God. the bottom. Oh my God. That's what it, am I wrong? It's this, it's a champagne color. It is a gorgeous, um, like almost trumpet, uh, bottom. That's it's what beautiful. I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Yes beautiful though all these people i'm poking fun they're gorgeous but yes. like some of these dresses uh oh mindy kaling we have as one of your best yeah, dress gorgeous cutout dress yeah i was gonna say 
once again, we started from the bottom this time, going up. I thought you were going to go and start it from the bottom. Now, <laughs> now, we here, now we're here at uh, 80% of the dress, <laughs> and we're like, let's just start <laughs> making lines places. Um, also, you know what really bothers me? And this is just male practicality. <laughs> Why do we have like three-quarter sleeves for things? You know, those sleeves are not connected to the dress, right? Um, are they? No, probably no. not. So no. we're just like, hey, let's just keep. It's a statement. My knuckles to my bicep it's warm. It's couture. But then the shoulders and the right. neck are totally open, not connected to the rest of the dress. And then we move on to, oh, Emily Blunt, same thing. Gorgeous. Love her dress Although, as well. honestly, this is pretty, um, pretty stunning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is just classic, though. There's right. nothing really happening so, here. So, yeah, again, perfect. she's got some arms happening. Well, yeah, the arms. I've already complained about the arms. It's a fitted white dress. Like, you're giving them nothing here. <laughs> and then Rihanna? And then Rihanna, listen, yes. Listen, Rihanna can do no wrong. In, so Hey, you know what? Good for her for showing that baby bump. I love it. And she's in um, a, a leather. There's parts of it that are that are leather. Yeah. And then the and rest is sheer. like sheer black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, so she's killing it. She's can we can we talk about how like how difficult pregnancy is as a male who did not go <laughs> through with it, same. but just like <laughs> just seeing uh, other experiences, knowing how difficult and how uh, tiring just the the act of creating a baby can be. And this lady's like, yeah, I'm going to the Oscars and like, performing three weeks after I did a Super Bowl halftime yeah. show performance. Yeah. She's girls awesome. pregnant. She's amazing. Yes, I like how you um throughout all of this you've only actually said one designer. Dior. Dior, yes. Yeah. Oh, so should there's I, others. Should I, there's yeah, others. Yeah. And I also would like to say that I love that their white was such a prominent color in the choices of dresses this year. Because you know what? You don't have to wear or save white for only bridal. Mm. You know? So Emily Blunt was a Valentino gown. There you go. Uh Angela Bassett. The people who make cherries, Machino. Maraschino. Oh, Maraschino. My not bad. Maraschino. Um, it's not Anna de Armas was. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Love the cherries. Oh my god, it's not that. <laughs> Mindy Kaling had a Vera Wang dress. Yeah. And Anna uh, Louis Vuitton. Yes, there you go. But it's not. Oh, it's with not ruffled maraschino. train. That's what they call the fish yes, scales yes, at the bottom of that. Yeah. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds better. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, Devin. <laughs> Let's do it again soon. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. I, I, I thought they all looked lovely. It's just, come on. Some of the dresses are silly, guys. And then a quick rundown of like the main categories, yeah. right? Best picture, everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis f- for supporting uh, actress. Um, actor in a supporting role. Kiwe Kwan, obviously. Best actor, Brendan Fraser for Whale. Yeah, we didn't really talk about him. That's also a very yeah. satisfying moment for He looked great in his tux, too. He looked great. Were, he did a great job. Yeah. It's been like a very, like the Brenonissance. Brenonissance. I don't know. It's something, though. <laughs> Everybody collectively has realized, wow, oh we let this God. guy go for so long. Yeah, for Why? so long. Yeah. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind special pop culture roundup 
of the 2023 Academy Awards. If this is something you've enjoyed, um, you know, throw us a message, fire us a DM at Romcom Rewind on Instagram. Um, you know, we're going to maybe do this here and there, but you'll be back to regular programming uh, next week. In fact, you can get a head start on it. The movie's going to be Accidental Husbands, Uma Thurman, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. It's a sneaky good one. Not Hugh Grant, but the guy who fights Hugh Grant in Bridget Jones' diary. Colin uh, Colin Firth. Colin Firth, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>